This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Today's podcast is powered by Pitch Football app, available on the iOS, Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Hey everyone and welcome to what is episode 13 of the Always Wolves Squadcast. It seems so long since the uh, the last one. So much to get our teeth into today. And I'm joined again by Manising. Manis How are you, Manning? How are you doing? How are you doing both? And also our Ames. How are you, Amy? Oh, yeah, I'm all good, thanks. And How I've is put, everyone? I've been put to shame today because um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that both Manny and Amy, because we always wonder what Amy's going to wear because she's got so many shirts. <laughs> but Amy is wearing a new love which is the Wolves official Portuguese away kit, and um, I ain't. And I got told off, but I have got my retro uh, <laughs> my retro trackie on today. So we're in lockdown. How are you all keeping? Keeping inside this room. <laughs> Nowhere to go. <laughs> so, so, aren't we? <laughs> Getting on. <laughs> oh, we practised well. We had a good pre-season lockdown, so this is, a, you know, second one. Yeah. Uh, so we're all prepared for it this time. Two point zero. Yeah, and you all keep. And I know uh, Amy because Amy's recently been on an adventure up to a other house because they are they own multiple houses around the world. <laughs> and tell everyone where you've been. Um, we've been in the Highlands in a place called Dornick, which is five hundred miles away from Wolverhampton. Um, because my granny was from up there, so we've got. The house up there still lovely um so which is quite nice to escape lockdown for a little bit all outdoors as if any of you tuned in today's live stream me and my dad were in a pub on sunday which yeah, was that, that fantastic was I, had, I had you as my half-time guest didn't i and they were in a pub and you were literally the only people in that pub Brilliant. we're the only people in the pub it's a very small place anyway we're only people in the pub and we we're obviously the only people watching the wolves game so and there wasn't really anything to get rowdy about, so we didn't get thrown out either. We so did have a couple was... of nice points each, though. We did. We did savour that sweet beer. It's going to be a while before we get into one of those. But I anyway, know, because obviously yeah. Scotland not being in the lockdown, especially the Highlands, is quite low infection rate, wasn't it? So it's uh... yeah. So, but it's back in Wolverhampton now. You know, and how just how long did it thing. take you to drive back? 
ten and a half hours. <laughs> ten and a half hours. <laughs> And yeah, it's including breaks, but door to door, ten and a half hours. Yeah, so. Bloody hell! Amy should have walked it. I'd have done a fundraiser for you. You can get to oh, New York as quick. Might have taken the whole lockdown to do that, but um, no, it was nice to get away. Very fortunate to have been able to get away. But we did go up thinking we was going to have to turn straight back round because of the announcement. You did a bit of hiking as well, didn't you? You got a few hikes in there. Yeah, I did a Munro. Um, it was an experience. So on your Instagram, so put some all about the outdoors, me, or when it, apart from when I'm watching the wolves. So and, that, and you did you miss Blossom? Yeah, yeah, she's here. She's next to me, but you can't see her at the moment. You're I'm sure, sure she'll come on in a bit. Probably make an appearance. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, there you go. If you want to know any more about uh, the Highlands and or Scotland, Amy's your gal, definitely. <laughs> so. Um, Buddy, we're going to kick off with you first. I think we've got. I think what we're going to do, go we're going to go into in depth with any of the um, the, the games. But let's look at the start of the season, Manny. Yeah. What are your positives and your negatives that you can take out of the start of the season? I think uh, if we start with the positives, we've won half our games. Yeah. We've won one before, so that's a positive. More points. Um, our defence, apart from one debacle, looks absolutely rock solid. In three and a half, in three and a bit years, in the Premier League, we are the third best defence in the country behind Liverpool and Man City. We're, so the defence with Kilman's emergence, huge positive, doesn't put a foot wrong, does all the basic things really well. Rui Patricio, positive. Cody's um, uh, just carried on as he's left off. I think, you know, Neves' passing already this season is better than what he did last year. Very impressed with him against the Crystal Palace game. Yeah, against Crystal Palace. So, and um, I think Nelson Samedo, for me, is um, a a very comfortable professional footballer, still trying to fit in with our way of play, but you can tell the guy's got a lot of skill. So, I think they, they are positives. The negative is the one thing that, you know, I was demanding at the start of the season was goals and we've scored eight goals and there's only the bottom four who have conceded less. Maybe we are by far and away the, the lowest in the top half of the table and we don't have shots on goal. So it's not just scoring goal. We don't have a huge amount of shots on goal. So that puts a pressure on people like Raul to, you know, come up with the goods. So that's the biggest negative is, is the goal scoring for me. I'm not too bothered that much about finding the pattern of the player and stuff like that. that. I think we can work and improve and get better and we've seen good signs. It's just we have to create more. We have to somehow create more. I've got my own thoughts on it. We'll discuss it, obviously. Yeah, um, we're going to we come go on to a little bit more onto the goals. and. Um... So, yeah, positives. Defence rock solid. Won four games. More points than last year. But the negative, we have to score more goals and no fans. That's a big thing. Absolutely. And what about you, Amy? Your sure uh, positive and negative. Oh, or money covered it. <laughs> Basically said everything that I was going to say. The defence for me is something that I think has really clicked. Um, and I really think that's a lot to do with the introduction of Kilman because Sais has obviously been coming that position for quite a while now. Um, but that's not his natural position. He's no. like, He came to us and he was in the midfield. But he's obviously covered it well and done a fantastic job. But he's not a natural defender. 
well there's Kilman's come in and I just think the three of them there's the way that they understand one another and them playing together Kilman's obviously learning a great deal off of both of them and it goes back to the fact that when Nuno does get these young players in he gets them in and he works and then works and works them in the training ground doesn't throw them in it to kind of like scare them or anything and doesn't really build their confidence and you can see that in the way that he plays and I know we'll come on to the decision against Leicester but I did I did feel for him then because I thought he's in that position where it went completely against him it wasn't his fault at all and I just hoped that he didn't like knock him and it really didn't and I think that just shows so much about him and how much he's about player and he's actually from the fact that film and he I don't know whether he's finished it but he's actually Studying for a degree alongside playing professional football, clever, yeah, yeah. which I just think shows a lot about his application to everything, which you can see in the way that he plays football as well. He might be slowly becoming my favourite player, but keep looking <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, I think the new signings are slowly fitting in. I think it's, I think a lot of the frustrations where the lack of goals are coming from is the fact that the wing back which is obviously such a vital position to the way that Wolves play, has completely changed. So Doherty's gone and Johnny's obviously injured and probably out for the end of the season. So that those two crucial positions, which is where the ball gets forward more and where we seem to be able to create more opportunities, they're not there at the moment. And Doherty did score quite a few goals when he came to the chance and got that created. So I think that's probably one of the reasons. But again, the frustration is, the lack of goals and you think it's only so long before they start to get really found out about it um and you know watching some of these games as well you're not there so watching them on the telly as well when there's no goals and it's all the first halves aren't great um it's a quite a hard watch to be honest as a fan isn't it because you you really need it at the moment to try and get something and the, the goal rush is that that has been happening in the premier league I mean, it shows how good Wolves is defensive that apart from West Ham, we've not really seen the brunt of that. But why is everyone else scoring so many goals, but we aren't? It's just, I, I don't know, it's just a bit, when you start to think about it more, it is a little bit frustrating. Yeah, I think that's absolutely, I mean, I, I, I'll just mind from the, I, I think for you, again, you've both covered it. Positives is, although I don't think we've played, apart from the Palace game, uh, consistently, we've played in bursts. Um, it's still technically Wolves' best start to a Premier League season, even though a lot of people have been very frustrated. I've heard the word boring bandied about, um, all that sort of jazz that's been, you know, that's been put out. And I think we'll come on to that um, in terms of the formation and um, the lack of goals we're going to cover in a little bit more depth shortly. Um, I think you're right about Max Kilman. He was on my thing. I think he's it's a breakthrough season for him. Um, he is, he can actually play. Did anyone mention he played England for, for football? For no, don't, don't mention that. You're not allowed. <laughs> don't that. I just had to get in there. You want to cut that out? Cut that out, Dave. He, he can't, he I can't didn't know play. that, but I didn't say it. <laughs> he, could, he could be picked for England eventually for the, the senior normal football or Ukraine because his parents are Ukrainian. Did you know? Both his parents are Ukrainian. Um, I think Samedo, um, I think um, I think obviously the first game he was caught out a little bit, but then obviously Nuno eventually managing to get some time on the training ground. He started to look a lot better going uh, forward as well as defensively. Um, and I, I, again, it's the it's the lack of goals 
and it's a standing joke on my um, my live streams that we don't score before the 40th minute. It's like it's just we don't score many in the first half. Other than when we were they, they shocked us against Sheffield United, we scored two in the first six minutes. But yeah, I think it's a good point to to actually come on to that. I mean, Manny, this is one of the things that we talked about before and one of the highlights that you yeah. pulled out as a fan that you wanted to see Wolves improve. I think you said if we're scoring more goals, we don't have to worry about these last-minute uh, equalisers as what happened against Newcastle. Or and even VAR. We don't even have to worry about that. You know, you've scored two goals, then the odd VAR decision going against mm-hmm. you doesn't affect you. Um, yeah, my dad, my dad said it the other week. I always do a little thing on my Instagram story of my dad after watching the football, and he just after Newcastle got a game, he was just like, "We've got to score more than one goal. We can't win a game if we just score one yeah. goal." And it's got, true. Newcastle didn't have a sniff, but they did because we only won it up, so they've always got a chance. Need one chance when you're only one yeah. up. And you know, um, uh, if we go back onto the, the the first halves and the lack of goals, because that yeah. that is the biggest Achilles' heel for Wolves. Every time they scored in the first half. They've actually gone on to win. Um, uh, So Nuno did an interview with Sky Sports today, I think. It's on their website to talk about Wolves' style of play. And he mentioned how the wing-backs are so crucial. It's so crucial. And that uses the talents of Cody and Ruben Neves. And we we saw that against Crystal Palace. Both Samido and Aitnuri were right on the touchline. And we'd never really... Um, saw them defensively. They were really on the front foot and the balls um, uh, Neves and Cody played were superb and we had a style of play and that's his style of play and then when you lose the ball, the transition to get compact and have five at the back and then when you win the ball, ball back, you then use the pace of Neto, he said, and and the likes of um, uh, uh, Aitnuri who's got a lot of pace and Samedo, these runners that get forward very quickly in support. So, even against, if you look at the match that we played just and the first half again, we were like defending, defending, defending. Actually, we started for the really first well. two or three minutes. We had a couple of really yeah. fast attacks. We, we, were, we were on the front foot. We took the game to them. And then suddenly we went back into our compact position. And then suddenly we have to know their plan is to have runners or wing backs. And neither of that worked. Leicester pinned us back and we got suffered. And the whole of the first half was basically a waste for us. I it do, just think, like, I do think that the penalty that was given really knocked us out of our stride mentally a little bit, I think. and you saw sort of, from, Our first half, Dave, rely on maybe us not conceding. So we're not conceding and we're okay and then we can use the pace and use the talents that we've got on the pitch to win the match. But if you go 1-0 down, then you've got to change the way you, you're playing suddenly. I think that's the thing, though, when it like the Man City match springs to mind is again after they had that penalty, say had that penalty, and then the 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 attitudes just flipped again, like, and it's almost like you say when they concede, they just don't seem to be able to have a plan B, yeah. because then the plan B is reserved in the second half when it's almost like they all go guns blazing and play like they've got nothing to lose. So I don't know whether there's something in the tactics. There is a lot in the in the in the stats actually. When Wolves take the lead, I think we've only lost one game from scoring first. But when we concede first, we very rarely win. And our last nine games that we've won, we've when we've won them, we haven't conceded a goal. When we've conceded a goal, we've failed to win any of our. You know, all the last nine games have been without conceding. 
and you know, so we, that shows, like you're saying, Manny, we don't score enough goals. The psychology of playing at nil-nil and playing at one nil down is different because the team that scores against you suddenly plays different. They relax more, they're more confident, they pass the ball more, and suddenly the onus is on you because you're one nil down. Think back to last season, and there was two games which spring to mind at the top of my head, Spurs away and Man City at home, where they went from behind and came back in a phenomenal way. And it never really seemed to affect them. And the only reason that I can think from that is the impact of the fans being there. And it's, you know, that Cody, especially, and Nuno always say about how much they're missing the fans. And you hear that from them more than any other football team, I think, when you they always mention it on match of the day, etc. And for me, that when they say about it, the fans sucking it into the back of the net, and I really think that when the fans are there for Wolves, they really play that 12th man so much. And that, for me, is probably one of the reasons where their heads do get a bit low. And then, like we said, they're going at half-time to get that pick-me-up from Nuno and the backroom staff. But previously, they were getting it from the fans that just aren't there before. Because you think of yourself, Wolves fans, I mean, in previous pastimes, they have been quite, you know, harsh to their team when we have been in that situation. Yeah. But in recent years, everyone loves it so much. You go one nil down and you just get behind the boys straight away. It's not mm-hmm. uh, negative or anything. It's always really positive, and it's probably that lack of positivity that is maybe causing them to play in the way that they are. It's strange how, um, uh, you know, how the, it affects the psychology of players. There was an Aston Villa fan who actually said the reverse for them. They said. Because they were struggling and losing every week. The fans were getting on the team's back, spent hundred odd million pounds and struggling. As soon as lockdown happened and came back, there were no fans. The team freed up and played better. And the fans loved it because, you know, they'd never seen football like that. And, and, and they've carried that on. So for, the, for that team, it's, you know, not having the pressure of the fans is, has released them. For someone like Wolves, it's probably the opposite, where when, like Amy says, you're 1-0 down, you're struggling, the fans can sing a song or have, or have a roar or one crunching tackle. That's all it takes for the fans to li- get out their seats and it lifts the team, doesn't it? It has been said as well many times by since Wolves been in the Premier League that Wolves, the, the, the atmosphere at Molyneux can be one of the most loudest and ferocious. I know there are, there's games when it's not, but... You know, it's been absolutely magnificent, the atmosphere, and it's been commented by so many away fans. And you also see as well in some of the results that because there's no fans in the stadium, it kind of, there's so many more games away from home being won. And that's obviously got to be a direct impact of the uh, of fans not being there's almost kind of hardly any advantage other than the familiar. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference at the moment, does it, whether you're home or away? And I think no. you'll never, the, it's not the game and I think this whole pandemic and everything has just proven football and other professional sports not just football it's not the same without fans like you can go and play but when you get to that level of you know that professionalism sport it's the fans that add it it's the fans that make the difference from when you're on the training field when you're in the stadium because it's a show it's they go to show and they go to play and that gets the best out of them fans players buzz off fans don't they so you get a corner, you sometimes have the striker or the winger oh, will just shake his fist at the fans or raise the fans. You can't see Matinho doing this in the court. Yeah, well, it's interaction. So it's not just goals and victories, it's just normal interaction of, of, of the relationship between fans. And that's gone now. So it's almost like they're playing on a training ground. There is some uh, hope, though, isn't there, on the horizon with the announcement of this vaccine potentially and others coming Hopefully, online there? Fingers crossed, we need to go back. 
who knows that you you yeah. know before the end of this season we might get a full Molyneux. Fingers crossed if they can get if if, it, if the back. Well, as in Fosen uh, behind the development of it and some of the financing, yeah, yeah. make sure they they um, uh, Wolves are the first team back. Well, don't forget both Fosen own a pharmaceutical company. Uh, you know, yeah. they, you know, I think they bought Wolves for thirty million. They bought this pharmaceutical company yeah. for hundreds yeah. of millions, yeah. Um, yeah. and they have been, they, you know, they have been involved in some of uh, some of the vaccine trials. So. That's positive to um, to look forward to. Uh, in terms of the, the lack of goals, Manny, again, we'll just obviously touch on this. Yeah. Nuno um, said at the end of last year, we're starting a new cycle. Do you think that's yeah. got something to do? Because obviously, we talked about he's talked about having more possession and scoring yeah. more goals and the change yeah. from the 3-5-2 to the 3-4-3 formation, which he is yeah. stuck with. Um, do you think that's just teething problems? I think I think in in that in that position, Amy just said earlier, the the key is the two, two wide. That's the key. So if they are on the front foot and they play as the four quickly, that can become from a three four three to a five two three very quickly. And if you're penned back and suddenly ten minutes have gone and you haven't been able to get out because the opposition are on top of you, suddenly that looks quite negative, quite boring. Two fairly defensive. Uh, midfielders with five at the back so almost like seven players and then this big gap before we join up with the striker when it works against Palace where the the full backs the wing backs were right high on the halfway line on the touch line they never ever had to make a, a five at the back so that it was always a three four three and it worked and it worked and we the first all three. Ten minutes against Palace the way yeah, they were yeah. passing the ball around they were right on the front foot I think Nuno's come out and said you know it's not that they're not trying to score goals. Neves, no. as it was on, has been reported. He's had an interview about, you know, we need to be doing better in the first half of games. I think that they all know this, but getting over that hump, do you think, is it psychological? I think it's just tactics. It's just like new players' tactics and just, just, it just, it has clicked in parts, in sporadically, it has clicked, and we've seen it clicked that second half against Man City, yeah. didn't it? When Man you know, City, yeah. yeah. start against Sheffield United, you know, the first 10 minutes is like fabulous. I, think, I do think it, it's, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I don't think we should be worried. Um, I do think it will click, and I, but then I do think as well that are they just kind of doing the best that they can this season? And bearing in mind the fact it's not really a proper season without the fans and you know the spectacle of the Premier League so are they just using it to build for next season um and just doing what you can because I think whoever wins the league this year yeah it's not a true reflection in my opinion I just it's not the Premier League it's the training ground matches there's not the intensity there there's no pre-season so the players probably still aren't as fit as they should be or where they should be because they're still recovering from last year so I just think the whole whatever happens this year, it's OK, you take it. And I'm sure if Wolves by some miracle did win it in a, if win the league or win the FA Cup, we'd all be jumping for joy. But well, I do think it's not it's not a true reflection. So maybe they are just using it as a bit of a friendly I season. I, don't know. I think he definitely said we're on a new cycle. And I think when he was saying that, it's kind of like, they're trying to develop this side that is, has got more possession base rather than sitting back and hitting counter-attacking to take charge. Against Leicester, and let's face it, Leicester are a 
damn good side. They've won nine out of 11 matches. They've won six on the bounce. They're full of confidence. Leicester stopped us from playing. They did a job on us very much. They put us on the back foot. And um, although I thought we... Um, I th- it didn't create much, to be fair. Well, Leicester, Leicester had three shots on target. Two were the penalties. Yeah. We they weren't creating themselves. It was quite a dour nil-nil match, to be fair, with them dominating the possession. Even though we played badly, I didn't think it was the worst performance in the world. It was just just wasn't a great match to watch, was it? Well, it was a very, if you were neutral, that would have been an, a horrible match to watch. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that level that Wolves is being boring. And I, just, and I remember a lot of the Stoke fans saying the same thing about Stoke. Uh, this thing, and look where Stoke are now. You, it, sometimes when you're trying to challenge, it does take a little bit of time. We have got a very tough run of fixtures coming up, and I think um, we'll find out a lot more after, after the next six or seven games on where we really are this season. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. there's some really tough fixtures coming up. But it wouldn't surprise me because they are tough fixtures that we get the results. It's just so typical Wolves. Um, impact of new signings, Amy. What's your thoughts? I've been, we've touched on it before, but um, Tomato, I've been really impressed with him and I think he's slowly, he's slowly being moulded into the way that Wolves play and you've got to think, he's obviously got all of this experience from Barcelona, which is fantastic, you know, the best football team, one of the best football teams in the world. He's played alongside Messi, who is arguably the best player to ever grace football. And, but La Liga is a very, very different league to the Premier League. So that, regardless of his talent, that is obviously going to take a while to kind of settle down. But I think he's filling into that role. Well, he plays it a bit differently to Doherty. And I think it's kind of shown how much of an integral role that Doherty did play for that team. And maybe something that none of us really, you know, appreciated while he was still there. But I think he's, you know, really good, um, really, really promising. And I think he's going to be, towards the end of the season, he's going to be really good for us. Um, I Nori, I thought the Chris... Palace, had an unbelievable debut, maybe potentially a little bit too good, um, because I think it's everyone's expectations for Leicester was a lot higher. And I thought he has an OK game, but he was um, playing catch-up quite a lot, I think, um, on it. And I think that probably took him by surprise um, a little bit um, after his... A bit of naive, I think a little bit of naivety in the Leicester game. Yeah. You know, it was a lot more on the back foot, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think Marcel, when Marcel came out, I do hope he starts with Marcel next game. Now he seems to be coming back because I feel like the last, was it 20 minutes he came on, I just felt he held it, held things a lot better, which I think considering the run of games that they've got coming up, that's really yeah. important to have that experience, that position, because we've said it's a critical position. Um, and then who else? This signed? Savio. Savio, we've not seen much from him yet, though. Who's impressed you, Manny? Well, um, uh, we've already touched on Samedo and he's a, he's a class player. Ryan Nuri, I've seen three times. So I saw him for his last match against PSG, which he totally ran the show against them, even though PSG won. He was very... So he, he plays well and he, then he, he carried that on against Palace. He is the kind of player that if we're attacking and playing well and the front three are ticking, then he will... Because our front three didn't hold the ball. He was pinned back a lot, wasn't he? Um, uh, so um, again, he's he's a teenager, so we've got to sort of temper our um, uh, expectations a little bit. Um, Marcel looks experienced. Again, injuries were a bit concerned, but they've only been niggly injuries, which he's right, come back from very quickly. Twenty-three, didn't they? Under twenty-one, Marcel. Was, yeah, Marcel, he did. Yeah, I think that's just to get his match fitness yeah. up because he's had the fitness issues. But every time he has entered the pitch, he just looks assured. 
um, confident. He oh. keeps the ball passive, you know. So, so he's. I think he's a, he's definitely a success. And then after that, we have to let's let's be honest. Vita Ferreira, we don't know what's happening with him no. because at the moment he's he's gone with the under twenty ones to play for Portugal. And again, he's a young lad. He's only on loan, and maybe he just needs time to settle, um, acclimatise. Live in Wolverhampton. You have to have be a certain type of person to live in cold, wet winter in Wolves. And um, then obviously the, the the last one, Fabio Silva. It's unbelievable that a guy that's only before yesterday played one full game for us. He only played one full game, and the game we were awful in. Everyone was awful in that game. That's the game. Yeah, the Stoke Carabao Cup. After that, the guys had. 10 minutes, 15 minutes here and there. When we're three, put three nil down against West Ham, we were losing against, you know, let's give him a chance. Yesterday, it was only Doncaster, but you only can play against the team in front of you. And he scores two goals. And for any goal scorer, whether it's Doncaster or Manchester United, if you've hit the back of the net for the first time for your club, that will give him. Lots of confidence, I'm sure. So, well, I think you're right. I think the thing is, I think because he's coming on this big price tag, we have to get the big price tag. He's 18. He's he's adjusting to a new country. He didn't uh, pay that. He didn't put that on him. That was Wolves' choice, you know, exactly. and the, the agent or whatever. He is just a young kid with lots of talent, and we've got to give him a chance. His second goal last night, the way he took it as well, was so composed. Um, Very you know, brave. Put his head in where it, you know could have had it kicked off. And scoring, I think, will do him a, a bit of get that sort of like off his back. That'll help him out quite a lot. Um, but think- but the the only thing I have to question, which fans have questioned a lot, and it's important that we highlight it, that was thirty five million quid. So f- the fans' question is thirty five million quid, and we couldn't get a proven striker or somebody who can hit the back of the net. Yeah, he's eighteen, and we've got to give him a chance. That's him. But Wolves, you had the chance to invest £35 million in getting a backup for our striker, and you haven't. And that is a genuine a genuine question that the club, I'm sure the club, do know that. They are hoping that Silver comes good. good. But it puts a lot of pressure on him. It does I know it's not his price, but it's a massive amount of pressure on him. And well, I think with strikers, managed, whether you score... What, I mean, look at Bully, he scored goals at the lower leagues, you know... Division four, three, two, and never played. You played for England, scored. Yeah. If you're a goal scorer and you've got some confidence, scoring goals gives you the confidence, doesn't it? And yeah. that probably helped him a lot last night. And he also got 90 minutes. I think, yeah, we'll- I think- go on, Jaime, sorry. I just think, you know, back to, back to Manny's point, it's the the it's the long back to the long term vision, isn't it? Because and that's you know, and quite rightly, fans are saying that. Like some of my uh, mates, they it was in after Villa beat Liverpool and Watkins that they got from Brentford, and yeah. he's obviously coming into Premier League. He was probably ready to come into Premier League, and they said, you know, why aren't Wolves why are Wolves signing kids instead of you know looking for someone that's kind of ready made and can come in and make an impact? Which you know, it is it is a valid point. But I do think, and what I do like about Wolves now, and I'm not just saying this as a fan, is that they are looking long-term instead of short-term and thinking, right, okay, it's a hefty price tag, but trusting that he is as good as they kind of say he is, working on him, developing him. You know, Nuno's developed some fantastic players and the coach, not just Nuno, but the back, all the backroom staff have developed some fantastic players in the last few years. 
and having that raw talent and that, I just think it, it's exciting that Wolves are at a point where they can think long term or future proofing instead of just thinking in the short term. But then obviously you do think if Raul gets injured. Well, I think that's the thinking, isn't it? I think Ollie Watkins in Villa is coming to start, whereas, yeah. you know, Fabio's coming as basically learning and understudying because Raul's going to start every game. Ollie Watkins wouldn't guarantee you to start every game for Wolves in that position. Whereas Fabio, at his age, is probably happy to, you know, get his chance, learn. Gets he needs to obviously get a little bit stronger as well. It does fall over a lot. You can see the, um, you know, the European stuff in him. He, he does go flying when he goes over, but he's only young. So I think, you know, bearing in I mind, think, I think Fabio would have um, uh, personally. He probably would have scored four or five goals for Villa if he was playing for them. Yeah. I think Villa are playing the best attacking football in the country. I think the, the sign in the Villa got was his name, not so Grealish, the other guy that played, that they got Barclay. on Barclay's made a big difference to them. Oh, Ross Barkley. He has. He's, he looks, you know, Villa are playing some good uh, some good football. He has to give them the credit where credit's due. No, they you do. It pains me to say, but they are. They have. <laughs> anyway, so, like, um, the other thing that I want to touch on, because I think it's very important, and I'll crack on first with this where does Traore fit into this team Traore has been coming on sort of like 20 minutes 25 minutes 30 minutes Pedro Neto Daniel Pedence him and air starting up front Traore's coming off the bench teams are doubling and tripling up from you watch the the last few games how they have one player then two or three yards behind they have another one how do we get Traore do you think he's because he hasn't really I mean you were talking about it done much when he's come on is it the lack of game time is or what what is it because it just doesn't seem to be happening for him. is it that they've worked him out we, we've kept hold of him everyone wanted to keep him during the summer and he's getting 20 25 minutes what's the answer Manny? come on well first of all um nuno's obviously you know gone with pedence and neto so there's the space where where do you play try all right he's gone with those three and Personally, though, Neto and Pedence, I think, do deserve their chance. They have shown, you know, they have got good abilities and, and they play well. So then it's like, where, where does Priore come in? Is he just a bit part player? Or is he the kind of player that we could try and use in a three, like a three-five-two? you know, and where, where, well, we, I, switch, I, I thought, where we switch? So you bring him running through the middle. If you think about some of his better performances last year, Man City play, or the goal against Spurs he scored, or the one against Man City he scored, and the one he scored in Braga, all of them were from the central position. He ran from the centre of the pitch. So maybe that's where we sometimes need to use him, not just stick him out on the, and just say, beat all the players, because players are found out, and then maybe switch him and put him on the other side as well. You know, you know and what? it's maybe a bit you know more what? expansive thinking by us. Do you know what, Manny? That's exactly the same thought that I've had. I think Traore on the right-hand side, he's literally got that little channel and he's been boxed in. I think, if because he's got so much strength and skill, if you do play him through the middle, um, then they don't, they can't literally box him in. They don't know if he's going to go left, he's going to go right, he's going to go forward. Um, I mean, another idea is like a 3-4-1-2. He plays just behind the two. Uh, which they can turn yeah. into the three, but he's just got that option. And also switching from left to right, you know, a lot what we've seen Wolves do with wingers in the past is they start on in right and left side and then they switch, don't they, to give um, 
So I don't know what you think, Amy, but I, I'd like to see yeah. him playing a little bit more. Yeah. Like, I think like what Manny said, giving him more of a free reign to roam and use his strength and his pace and his, to, to, so he opens up that space and then he's not, it's, it looks a little bit predictable. They know what he's going to do. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's, I think the way that, where, how they've played him before, it, it is that predictability and it's almost like he has been found out almost. And you do feel for him a little bit when he comes on because you see, you see him getting all like babyed up and everything and all the players of the opposition are like, oh God, he's coming on, he's coming on. And then they just literally just swarm him and they just take him and it just makes, it makes someone that's in unstoppable play impossible to play his game. Um, but then it's Wolves need to use him, could utilise him in the way that they can. And I, I don't think we are utilising him at the moment. I really don't. And I don't know whether they are just trying different things. But like you said about him playing up the middle, I think that would probably be a good thing to try. And just moving around the pitch a bit more. I think he needs to be playing more in the attacking role than the defence role because when he was playing right wing back at the start of the season, it really didn't work because his defence just isn't there. Just but using that pace, I mean... They did that FIFA rankings thing, and I don't play FIFA at all, but he's like 96 like pace or whatever, which is just insane. Like, And that's such a talent to have, not be using it. And I think maybe when we say, going back to the first conversation about lack of goals, only having him come on at 30 minutes, he's a creative player, if there ever were one. He is, can take that ball, take pace and get things in the box, which we saw very well last season. And it's channeling that and making sure that we don't lose that. But I think, yeah, playing him just behind the front two with Raul and um, with Neves, I think he could link up with Neves a lot better potentially than he has been because Neves... It fills the gap sometimes when you're stretched in the defence and the attack. You've got the three attackers and then our defensive midfielders fall too deep. We have that. And we have to be able to switch it around with Pedence, Neto, Traore, Jimenez... Silva and eventually Bettinia, we should have enough players to play one, two, three, two on their own, three in midfield. There should be lots and lots of options. And I think as well, especially with the next few games with Southampton, I did think Neto looked a bit like he was trying a bit too hard on Sunday. A bit like Jota Um, at times last year for us. Yeah. And I think, oh, hello, Manny. (laughs) And I think they do need to try try different things and they've got the players they can't be set I know Nuno likes to play small like small teams and not change things around a lot but they need to try different things especially with the runner games they've got coming up yeah Nuno does you know when we lost 4-0 against West Ham he reacted and we maybe did play well but we went on a run 1-3 through one he he does react and I'm sure he knows that we're not scoring and I do expect him not to be stubborn for too long and say, actually, we're going to try something different. We're going to do things slightly different to see if this will create us more. Because the proof is that on the large, even though the results have gone for us, we are, our creativity is amongst the lowest in the league. And like Amy says, if you've conceded one, your defence has still played well, but you, you could potentially lose a game. And, um, uh, you think you should start the, given a chance to start? Try all right. I would start against Southampton. Yeah. I think they'll need the pace against Southampton because Southampton have been looking phenomenal. They've been looking absolutely fantastic. That's what I'm saying. They've they've lost lost Danny Ings for a bit. Um, He's like a a bit of a role figure for them. 
So it's yeah, he's, he, you take that in. You've got to try something different and take it to them and start off fast and, and then sustain it and moving. You know, the other thing, the other thing we haven't mentioned and I wanted to mention was our defence is really good, but our centre-halves have to learn how to step forward. All the great sides who've ever played three in the three at the back, they've always had somebody who strides into midfield. And whether that's Cody or Bowley or Kilman, Kilman's very good on the ball. Cody can spray everywhere. Bowley's not a slouch. So what happens is when you stride forward, Neves is coming back to get the ball off Cody. Doesn't need to do that. Cody can move into the Neves position when did, you're attacking. Did you that see moves. Ruben further forward, and when Ruben's further forward, he's a threat, and he nearly scored. He nearly scored a wondrous goal. I know he hasn't scored for a bit, but but he hasn't scored for a bit because he's seventy yards away from the goal, and you can't score from there. Did you see how deep Raul was playing against Leicester to come back and get the ball? How far back he was coming to try and yeah. Again, I think you know know, when when it doesn't work, the striker gets frustrated. He then goes right. So. that that's quite interesting uh, that we all think that Troy should get his start. We we can't really and we don't really want to harp on too much about our favourite subject VAR. But could we? Oh. Me, we've got to Mate, talk got, about it. Got to talk about it, Amy. Tell us, man. Tell us what you think of this beautiful VAR. My favourite thing in the world. Well, well, well VAR, are you going to say a positive about VAR? One positive about VAR Crystal is Valley. that I am enjoying this season that they're actually encouraging the referees to go to the monitor more. So that, for me, is a step forward. I don't think Manny agrees, maybe. Um, The fact that when he gets to the monitor, as you saw on Sunday, is he's seeing a slowdown version of what has happened is not right. So when that referee... Do you watch cricket, Amy? Do you watch cricket? um, But that a bit, yeah. I'm not... I do like watching it, but I'm not... With the ins and outs. You know the replay that you just spoke to, because you just mentioned the, the slow motion replay. When the cricket yeah. comes on, what happens is the third umpire, the fourth umpire, the guy who makes the VAR decision, he says to the director, show me this, show me that, give me this replay, can you give me the reverse angle? Yeah. Now play at full speed. He directs. He, it's not what he's shown. He tells them, show me this. And, and that's the what... You know, the referee, when he goes there, if he's showing in slow motion, why can't the referee say, what are you doing, you idiots? That's that's the thing. Like, it's good that they're using the monitors because it should be the referee's decision, but that's what they're being shown and or how they are being asked to show it is not good enough. Like, anyone, that Max Kilman thing the other day, anyone that could see that, the way that it was slowed down and Sky Sports actually showed exactly what the referee saw as soon as he went to monitor. Of course it was going to be a penalty because... It was slowed down, so it was just unbelievable. It, it, like, but when you saw it in real time, it was 100% not a penalty because there's nothing Kilman could have done about that. Like, it was a natural body position. It was just, it was, oh god, it was. Was, they, was they not arguing in the uh, the VAR box? They showed what first of all, they don't show us what they're talking about, so they don't, we don't listen in. Like the other sports, you listen into what decision they're making. Yeah, that would be interesting. So the referee says, okay, that's clear. He's handled or I think, and you see the whole whole dialogue. And then they show a clip. It's like they're taking the mick. Somebody's Sky Sports have decided to show this clip in the middle of nothing. They should have been absolutely outraged. The pundits, even the pundits, I blame them. I blame the presenter of Sky Sports. I 
lined the whole system. They should have gone mad about that clip. They should have absolutely, what the hell's going on? That's that's almost like, that can't happen. You know, a referee walks in and says, and starts debating, you know, potentially the decision that they've already made and they show this. That's like, almost like, that happened in cricket. There'd be um, uh, a big, um, uh, you know, they'd probably cancel the league because it would be clustered. match <laughs> fixing as well, Manny. You've got it. What I don't understand is how the referee is not using his common sense. I mean, it's obvious you don't run like a penguin. You're running like this, aren't you? Kilman was running to get the ball yeah. and um, to try and get the tackle. Yeah, so but Dave, if, you show, if you're showing a replay and the ball is sitting there on Kilman's hand and it's frozen at that point, like Amy says, and that's all you're shown, then. It's like Kilman's taking the ball home because he scored a hat trick at the end yeah, of the absolutely. game. Absolutely, but it's got nothing. It's got no correlation to what actually happened. In slow motion, yeah. he can still see the fact that, and I think that, that, that that's what was being animated in the VAR uh, at Stockley Park. Whoever thing he was saying at half time, he's like he was doing this, wasn't he? He was trying to say he was running. Yeah. It was not no, the whole premise of VAR was obviously on that. Has the referee made a clear and obvious mistake? So if they're still di discussing this in their little tent at half time, it's obvious that it's not a clear and obvious mistake. Yeah, and that's what's you know frustrating about the whole thing is that clear and obvious mistakes, which but none of the things they're just minimal. It again, though, didn't it in the yeah. Liverpool Man City Gomez? We saw it, so it's not a Wolves thing. It's yeah, not but a in the Liverpool ball. Man City one, Gomez, exactly. it wasn't though. No, it was further away. It was about. Three. There's no way that was a, if that's a handball, people need you yeah, know. Yeah, but Gomez's hand wasn't running. Gomez's yeah. hand was out the whole time. It yeah, and hit him there, and his elbow was right next to his body. What was he supposed to do? What's he supposed to do, Dave? Cut his arm off. Where's he supposed to go? You can't take your arms off. I'm not saying it should be a penalty, but I, I think the Kilman yeah. one, he, you know, it was a lot closer, and he was running, wasn't he? Where Both was... of them are not penalties. Both of them. Anyone who thinks they are penalties, the game's gone. Well, honestly. just think how many penalties are being given. Leicester about eight. Leicester have nine. They've had nine, nine after Sunday. How many have we had? We haven't had any. Zero. <laughs> well, we've not been in the box yeah. to get any, yeah, have we? we, so. we play Leicester again, and guess what? There's a VAR decision that goes against us again. As Wolves have lost year. five points against Leicester because of VAR. Yeah, you know what? Again... The other, we had never, we'd never scored in any of those games. We did. We scored. We scored. The, we scored. We beat. Bolly had the thing off his thing, and we scored. And uh, what I'm saying is that VAR was crucial because we don't score goals. <laughs> oh, in that game, absolutely. In those three games, we never scored a goal against Leicester. No, regardless of VAR, maybe the Bolly goal was a goal, but it, I mean that would have been allowed this year. But yeah, it's yeah, so frustrating. Have. I think you're right. I think it's. Evolving, I think this handball thing is absolutely it's atrocious. It's atrocious that the the richest league in the world has the most amateur set of referees, rules, and VAR. Amateur, totally amateur from start to finish. The referees are amateur. The VAR is amateur. The people who make the rules and the, how they change them halfway through. Oh, let's have this um, little clause to it now. Let's. Hey, what are you doing? You had three months of bloody lockdown. <laughs> Three months of lockdown, sorted out. It's we can't, you know, people are beating around the bush saying, "Oh well, this is horrific. It's horrific." 
poor standard, they'd be sacked straight away. They'd be like, if I was the owner of the Premier League, I'd start again. I'd say, all of you go, right, we need 20 new referees. Can you apply with yeah. it? They don't like to take they don't like to take responsibility for it, do they? And that's what they're like using the If I'm Anthony Taylor and I walk up to that screen because I haven't given it, Anthony Taylor didn't give it. So I haven't given it. And now I've been told, go and check the screen. Once I go to the screen, I'm going, I'll say, boy, lads, put it on full speed. Because that's what I watch. I didn't watch no bloody replay. Put it on full speed. That's what I want to see first. And then I might say, okay, can you slow that down? That's normal. That's just not and that's just like basic efficiency. Hear what the ref's saying to him as well. You should be able to hear that. So you know, in rugby, rugby, you can hear it. And when it's like rugby, it always kind of, it favours it favors the playing team more. Whereas when it's with the VR, it's favouring the rule book more, so it's not giving the benefit to the actual game itself. And that's the difference. That's why it's not working, because it's just sticking to the rules. And I don't think, if we just take, for instance, the all the lesser decisions that Wolves have had go against them because of VR, no one would dispute those. Maybe the penalty, the lesser fans would have. But when you see it in reality, none of, no one, especially the goals last season, no one questioned them. And that's the difference, because they're not giving the benefit of the play to the Besides, the teams are giving the benefit to the rule book, which is why it's causing. In, in Holland, they made in Holland they made like you know that we. This is not a Wolves thing. Patrick Bamford, you know the offside, his t-shirt, oh, his God, t-shirt. Yeah, right? Now in, in in Holland, all they did was that little line, that little line. They made it a bit thicker. It just gives a bit more leeway. So if the attacker is slightly offside with his toenail or his t-shirt, it won't be called offside. I.e giving him the benefit of the doubt. So it used to they, be like that. They do. Why can't we do it? Giving the bloody benefit of the doubt. The Dutch League is the Farmers' bloody league. And they can do it, and we can't. It's just so frustrating, isn't it? So oh, frustrating. I love it. Proper wind you up, Manny, that does. Probably. You know what? I don't mind human element. You remember Frank Lampard's goal for England, and it was oh, this. Oh, don't, don't. You know, those that's are the things. They are was brought in for technology. We wanted to clear that up, not to not to decide where whether Manny's beard is offside or not. You know, that's not what it's well, for. So, what what are the things I think we should talk about uh, whilst we're on this podcast is the Wolves women because they've started the season again. Uh, played six, won six. Um, Got through in the FA Cup as well. And uh, Manny, I know that you've been down to uh, see a couple of the games, haven't you? What was it like? Yeah, for me, again, we're all missing the football. And I went about four times last year. And then they started back up. Limited tickets. I think one of the matches only had like 100 tickets. But we managed to get some. Um, uh, and that, the, the Wolves women have just carried on as they left off last season when everything got cancelled. It seems like they're really even more determined to make this season count, you know, after basically it won the league and then it got cancelled. They were within touching distance of them uh, being promoted. They've made the first round proper of the FA Cup after beating Long Eaton down to 10 men for a, a lot of the match, but they had complete dominance of the game. Jade Cross, if anybody didn't know, she's um, one of the twins, Emma and Jade Cross. Emma plays at the back in the Kona Cody role and Jade Cross is is the Raul Jimenez, but she's like Raul Jimenez with Traore's pace. He's um, uh, sort of unstoppable, scores a lot of goals. And also notable, um, Anna Price um, recently made a 300th appearance for the Wolves women, fantastic, which is a fantastic achievement. Um, 
you know, and, and if anybody knows the Wolfpack Howlers, you know, Liam Price, who's, who sings as the singer for them, he's he's the husband of um, uh, Anna Price, a, a wonderful couple. And um, yeah, it's been brilliant. If you do get the chance and you want to see some football, honestly, just go down there. The next fixture was due to be their breast cancer awareness fixture, and they were going to have a pink ribbon on their home shirts, but everything got cancelled, so... Um, it's unfortunate, yeah. and, I, and personally, I don't think it should have been at their level. It was very much very safe environment outdoors. Um, you know, temperature checks were done as you entered the, you know, when we went to see them away, and and so it's a bit disappointing. But it's three weeks, I think. Hopefully, they'll be back. Back up again, yeah. And I yeah. went and saw. Um, I think was it local team where you live, Stourbridge, didn't you? Yeah, Stourbridge Town. Um, against. Kings Langley, um, and it's actually Starbridge. Um, actually, have Troy D and his brother play for them, so um, that was a delight to find that out. Deanie, you thought there's not many, and obviously, you know, that Troy Deanie is from Birmingham, etc. So, you thought it must be and Googled, and yeah, but it was it was really nice to go to a football game and see live football and something that I think we've all been missing. It's yeah. a bit tedious watching all the football on the telly, and as football fans, there is nothing better to go and watch them. and quite funny me and my dad just stood next to a bunch of Albion fans who were doing exactly the same thing and they weren't quite so friendly when they found out we were Wolves fans no they yeah, were a very good start to the season I've read the baggies they're like what have no, I did say to them I said mm, do you think you're going to stay up and they said no and I was like well it would be typical that you come up the one season that we have in the league together we can't actually go to a derby but you know oh my, that's that, law I <laughs> wasn't very hopeful but it was just, and it was nice to just go and support a football club that are probably quite struggling um, financially with everything that's going on and stuff. So, you know, and personally, we haven't spoken about it then. I know that it's been scrapped now, but the pay per view scandal that was, um, for me, I would have been quite happy and quite prepared to pay £15 to watch Wolves play if it had been going to lower league sides. The, which I think they could have easily done to try and help support clubs that are really reliant on um, ticket gates because um, so many clubs are. So it was just nice to go and see a bit of live football and support local team. And we were actually going to go back because I did actually buy a Starbridge football club hat, but um, obviously we can't go again now. So we will be there again. So if anyone that lives in the Dudley area wants to go and watch some live football, I can recommend going to see the Glass Boys. Fair enough, isn't it? That's good. I hopefully go and see. I want to go and get to see a Wolves women game. Well, they're they're they match their first round proper matches against Stourbridge women's team. <laughs> really? Yeah, and, and Stourbridge women's team are actually a very good level. It would be a really tight, hard match as well. Is that the first round proper? Is it, man? First round proper, yeah. Fantastic. So we are going all the way to Wembley with Wolves women's team. Yeah, <laughs> be amazing. Uh, Manny, um, we've got to talk about a couple of fundraising efforts. We'll come on to the foundation in a minute, but we've got Samosa Saturday. Yeah, Samosa Saturday, carrying on. What number is it, Manny? It's number eight. Samosa, Samosa Saturday, Saturday yeah. number eight, and it comes with the Samosa Saturday mug, um, uh, which we I only had 100 made, and I think about 30 hours after putting it on the internet, I sold all 100. It was... It was, you know, I haven't had any more made. So they're, they're going to the people who've ordered the smosers, the mug. It's got the old keep calm 
and love samosas on I'm the on side. the delivery uh, roster again. Mate. Yeah, guys on there. We're branching out. So we're going down to Shrewsbury now. Um, one of your mates on the old parliament, Neil Daddy, is helping out. He's doing the Iron Bridge, uh, sorry, yeah, Bridge North and that, so, that way all the way up to Shrewsbury and Blossom is helping out now. Blossom finally <laughs> makes, she, you know what? She knows, she knows she needs to be on. If you're listening on the podcast, this is this Amy's beautiful, beautiful <laughs> cat. Such a so every time the word samosas mentioned, she gets attracted. No, she's a greedy pig. She's friends with me now, though, because I picked her up from the castle yesterday. I like what you put on your Instagram as well when you put your thing about I'm on capital fur low. That was funny, that was. Uh, um, but yeah, she's um she's my friend again now after she had 10 days in the cassery. She wasn't. So if anyone wants to look after a cat next time I go away, then let me know. Yeah, so back onto the samosas, Manny. How many yeah, so um, obviously the restrictions came in, lockdown came in, essential travel. So we have to have a bit of thinking, but we are just delivering on the doorstep as volunteers, and it is food that has been ordered from me. Knock on the door, all masked up, all hand sanitised, and um, yeah, we've got a hundred houses, I think, nearly. Um, so we'll all have. Twenty first of November, isn't it, Manny? Sorry. Twenty first of November, we're doing it. Twenty first, the Southampton game. So we try and coincide it with a football game. Hopefully, they don't bloody move the kick off to twelve thirty or something. I know, otherwise, it'll be an early start for all of us, won't it? You know, we're well, we we'll, we'll, we'll have to rearrange it then. But um, yeah, so that's already sold out, and it's raised nearly two and a half thousand pounds on its own. So absolutely fantastic! Fantastic and effort from everybody, and, and such a hard time, and but the people still come out. And support and still give. And I just say to people, you can't do any shopping. You can't go to the pubs. There's no pies and pints to buy. There's no season tickets. There's nothing. So give me the money. <laughs> I'll look after it. <laughs> and another fundraising that we're both getting involved with again. I mean, I did it last year, actually, at the Molyneux. And they're doing a virtual one this year. And um, it's the uh, the virtual sleep out to raise money for um, homeless people and for the foundation. Um, so there's a, there is a Facebook page that you can go on to um, on, on the foundation, which is the virtual money. It's the uh, Just Giving page, isn't it? Yeah, and that's then, right. So and, it's on the, if you just go on the Wolves app, Dave, on the Wolves app, if um, uh, on the Wolves website and just search for uh, Molyneux Virtual Sleep Out, you'll find details. Basically, you buy tickets. It's a tenner for adults, £5 for kids. And um, uh, that money goes to the Good Shepherd Services. If people don't know what that is, it's opposite Waterloo Road entrance <coughs> by the Billy Wright statue. It's a building there that serves up to 100 people every day who come there for food and have a wash and have a clean. And, and it's a brilliant service. And the, the funds are going to be split between the foundation and that service. Absolutely. So, um, and if you don't want to buy a ticket and do it yourself, both me and Manny are responsible. Yeah. Um, uh, doing it to raise a little bit of money so uh, you know I'll put both our links in the description. A couple of people have asked me how are you doing a sleep out in lockdown it's basically to raise the awareness and raise funds it's not the same as what we did last year we can't really go out there and gather together so we're doing it in our homes and the foundation is saying get your kids involved and just do it in your room downstairs or something just to get them involved um, some people that will be bedding down in the garden I've like sort of said I'd do that but it's, if it rains, I might, you know, sneak in. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's like you say, it's about raising awareness. The foundation do so much uh, good work 
So um, I think it's question time, guys. So I'm going to start with the um, Instagram lots. Um, yeah. There's a few that have uh, mentioned the Triorias. Andy Benton about Triore. Um, yeah. We've also had a couple of other people mention uh, James Speedy about Triore. We've covered that. Uh, Noah Davis uh, on Instagram says, uh, quick fire, best moment for Wolves you've witnessed? Go with Amy first. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think so. Or whatever springs to mind. Quick fire. Um, when we stayed up against Blackburn. Black, good, good. Oh, good. best game you said. Best moment. Oh, the deal. Um, Eminem's goal spurs away the last away day. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> the last goal. Um, um, it's hard, isn't it, to pick uh, pick one out? I think the yeah uh, the. The um, the second goal against United in the quarterfinals. The FA oh yeah, and it's pretty special. Um, Wolves 09 News says is Nuno underperforming with this squad. There's more to come. Mm. More. Well, to I think there's more to come. It's not like we're not playing at max level. So there's he, he he before Leicester he said we're not there. There's lots of improvement. So yeah, and the thing uh, is as well that they've won a lot. Of, I mean. They've got to score a lot of points, so I don't think that's an underperformance at all. So, no. I'd agree with that. Just got to bear with it. Alex Harris uh, on Instagram says, do you think Wolves are moving forwards or backwards this season, or is it too early to say? Strange season. I think a lot of teams will just reset this season and and just see it out the way. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's... It's not a true, it's not a true reflection of... Wolves are built for the long term with their young players, it seems. I and think we might yeah, have to. I think you're right. Um, I mean, it'd be nice to have a good cup run and get, you know. Overall, the the club is moving forward in a in a long term progression. Sometimes you yeah. take a step back to take two steps forward, don't you? And that. Well, you just stop, don't you? You stop and just see the sunset. <laughs> um, January transfers. This is TJ Howard, the gentleman, um, on Instagram said, January transfers. What do we need? Also, what do you think about Sanchez on the cards? I think he's from Lille, isn't he? Midfielder. Paul. Well, Sanchez, if you see his Twitter, yesterday he liked a post by the Swansea Evening News, which said Wolves are interested in Renato, and he liked it. He's he official. very forward. He does a lot of yeah. dribbling in the centre of midfield, which um, yeah. I think he's averaging about two dribbles a game. Scored a few yeah, he's goals. had a resurgence in, in the league and this season and last he, season. So he went from Benfica, I think he played for Bayern Munich for a while, where only got 10 starts. And he's got two seasons ago, did he go to Lille? Uh, and yeah, he, he was at Swansea as well, and he, he flopped there, but he seems like an improved player since then. But I just still personally, I'd still get another striker in. You would, yeah, yeah, okay. maybe even if it's like short term or uh, a loan deal just to bolster it because we don't score goals and we can't just keep relying on Raul so you know creativity is what we need and, and goals so that's what needs to be improved what about you Ames well I feel like we've only just stopped stop talking about the transfer window like around six weeks away Amy <laughs> 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 it's about six weeks away, um, <laughs> yeah probably as we spoke about earlier the lack of cre creativity needs um probably a striker to do that because I do think our midfield we do have a very good creative midfielder but then you know backup options I think 
it's if you're looking to strengthen the team, it's wrong to say. And I think it is strengthening the team as a whole. So I don't think there's any weak areas. I just think everywhere just needs improving. And if you can have options, and we all know that options make players play better as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm nothing really. I think we're lacking it's just the goals at the moment. But hopefully they'll come as we say that it's a team that's developing and still finding their feet as well. Oh, fantastic. Europa Wolves on Twitter says, do you think Wolves will qualify for Europe for next season? Oh, yeah, I'm finishing in the top six this year. I think you went into the mean. Maybe. <laughs> you know, it's, it's touch and go, isn't it? It's touch and go. I think there will be a lot to... We've seen the, the lead swap that many times and all the teams are bunched up close together and some freak results. So... You could have a bad season and finish in the top seven or eight, maybe. And you could, or could have a good season and in your mind and finish mid-table. I, I don't I think this year, it's, it, this year there's going to be a few surprises where people finish, I think. Um, I, I, so I think we'll know more after the next six or seven games that are yeah. coming up. We'll really know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ashley Johnson on uh, Twitter said, after performance against Foxes, where do you see the season going? Kind of just cover that. Should Silver be given a better run in the team? He's not there yet. I don't think it's fair on him to say give him a run in the team because, like we've mentioned earlier today, he's only 18. He's finding his feet in his league. And I don't think... I think it'll come with time. I don't think there's a need to push him yet until he's... The only thing I, the only, yeah, the only thing I can think is if, if Nuno thinks, right, let's think differently. Play two up top. Two strikers, okay. Or Raul, you can play with Silver and play Adama or Pudence or Neto just behind them behind and change the system. So if he changes the system, I can see him potentially maybe starting a game. But at the moment, I think his development, what we saw last night, the two goals, that's his that's his path. And um, uh, a few more games like that, a few more you know outings, yeah, maybe bring him on for twenty minutes or something. You know, just and it's a, it's going to be a progression. You can't. Confidence as well. Yeah. Paul Be- Paul Best on Twitter says, "Will Adama be sold in January?" Everyone's got a price, <laughs> yeah. but Maybe. no, no one's got money. <laughs> well, I think if we're not using him very much, you might, and they get a big offer, and they might. Whereas if he, because at the moment he's only playing a bit part, but we'll have to see how the next um, couple of months go. I mean, it's like you say, it's a possibility, but a big signing like that that costs some money in January, it, it costs a lot to move him. Uh, Wolf, uh, Mick, who's Wolf Raiders, says, do you think the quality of our players are being held back by the tactics of our coaching staff? He personally thinks so. I think they've got to find other ways of playing when they're struggling. So they have got, I think the tactics work. We've shown that against Palace, Man City, second half, start against Sheffield United, free-flowing, passing. But when it doesn't work, that's where... We've got to have something. Can't wait till halftime team talk. There's got to be something on the pitch which they've already trained for to say, right, we're going to do this switch now to make this work. So maybe there's a bit of truth into that. Fair comment. Uh, Perth Walls, that his name's David, has said a Walls fan is going to be more positive. I said, David, can you clarify what you mean like that, buddy? He said, well, some on social media, just have a go at the players. Look at Jota last season. We sold him and now they want him back. Um, that's just that's just fickle football fans, isn't it? Like, and especially with social media these days, I don't think it's a true reflection of just yeah, people like I, I people like moan. It's easy to moan, isn't it? 
not everybody's a loud mouth, is are they? So the normal fans sitting at home and you know thinking about things. And yeah, Yacht has gone on and scored lots of goals. Who cares, really? That's what he's done. I mean, he wasn't doing anything when he he, he, he was at Molyneux. He's gone, he's gone. We do know that Jota goes in, uh, does tend to go in bursts as well, so it's when he stops scoring at Liverpool. We know he's a good player, but he he stagnated at our club for whatever reason. And that could be, you know, if if I offer you a job for four times your money at the best company in the world, your performance at your current job suddenly changes, your psychology changes. They did get £45 million. I think to do with, um, especially Twitter, Twitter can be that sort of toxic playground at times. It's easy. It's, it's easy um, to throw the comment People hide things, people say things behind the screen, I think football fans know. I'd like to think that we are quite thinkers when football fans and you think things through a bit more, but not everyone is like that, are they? No. So. And I think After three years in the Premier League where we've improved each year we're now sitting at our best start ever in the premier league exactly right exactly so right. okay <laughs> we're you know we're going to be negative about that we'll carry these on these types of these types of fans would moan about something if they won the league won the fa cup and won europe in one season so you know yeah, that's that's right. so i've got one more left on twitter which is kind of a, 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 a funny one, which I've left it to last. Nag, who's King Wolf 84. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he said, if nice you could choose a random company to sponsor um, the basically the Papa John's trophy, um, what company would you choose? I'm going to go to Manny first to give you a little bit, because he's off the, quite off the cuff, to give you a little bit of time. I ain't, got a, I ain't got a clue, man. I didn't even think about this. Like a random company. To I'll sponsor it. then. I reckon um, it should be um, it is Samosa, Samosa Limited. <laughs> Samosa Saturday. You know, you know the it. other thing is we used to have like loads of local um, uh, uh, companies or local affiliated to the, the hometown who'd sponsor shirts and sponsor. So it'd be nice to have a, have a you know, have um, a Lens Aquarium Supplies Cup or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say Banksy's because I work for Marston's and we all, it's a local company, we need all the help we can get at the moment and he doesn't want a pint of beer. So Banksy's is like local as well, that might be a bit of a but you know, there's a, there's a point, you know, we did foundation last year because of the way he matches and it was good to portray the foundation. So we, um, just to pick on his point, you know, it'd be nice like Southampton and a few other clubs have done the third kit in the whole pink and they've putting funds to breast cancer now to do something like that occasionally where you have, have a sponsor, which is actually a charity, you know, and, and the funds are going. I think um, they still do it as well at one point with the, with the yeah, acorns. Acorns, yeah. So maybe like fluid sponsorship where we change from yeah. game to game. <laughs> it'd be interesting to see what the next sponsor is. I mean, would it be the, uh, would it be Shua? Because they've just got the training sponsor, haven't they now? Shua. Yeah, Shua did do a few teams, apparently. They've signed deals. Yeah, with I saw that on there. They've got a football Instagram, Shua have, and there is quite, they do it for um, a few it's teams a few. now. But I thought it made the training kit look hideous, to be honest. But That's the sponsor it's money. money talks. It's, I know, it's, it's money. I know. It just thought it just looks awful but anyway. and there are quite a lot of um, new a lot of new products in the uh, the wolves shop this year like they've just bought the retro uh there is there the shops so uh, you know they're getting some decent good products in for a change which is uh which is quite good uh so there's plenty of stuff to pick and choose from from that uh guys it's been an absolutely uh 
really jam-packed. I'm going to have a big job editing this down. Um, you know, if you've listened to it on Apple Podcasts, uh, please give us a, a five-star rating and leave us some comments. Obviously, it'll be available on Spotify and all good podcast providers. And uh, some of you will be watching this on the, uh, the YouTube premiere. And if you're watching it after that, again, leave in the comments below. Ask us any questions you want us to cover on the next podcast. And we'll be sure to do that, which will be episode 14, which probably be in two or three weeks, especially whilst we've got the time. We'll try and get another one in after the next couple of games. Um, Manny, uh, how can people find you on your socials? At Pedalsing, um, mainly on Twitter. So you can follow that. And Amy? I'm Amy Hads on Instagram and I've been told I need to get Twitter, so that's my job for the next few days. Yes, get Twitter and then we'll give uh, we'll get you out there on Twitter. Uh, me, it's Dazzling Dave on Instagram and Twitter and you can also follow the Always Walls Facebook uh, page. Uh, we want to get that up to about 1,000. It's on 500 and something at the moment. So if, you, if you're on Facebook, follow the Always Walls Facebook page as well. Absolute pleasure as always. And uh, until the next one, from, from myself, Manny and Amy, and all of the squad listening wherever you are in the world, Always Walls. It's a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs>